Hello and welcome back to the Early Uncensored podcast. I'm here alone this week. Uncle Leslie's a bit busy. So um, I've asked you guys to send me some questions you've got for me and I will try to answer some of them. Unfortunately, I can't do a FIFA 23 ratings review because, well, I haven't really had time to look at any of that yet. I'm not even sure it's fully out. I think it's just a beta that's out. Well, when full version's out, I make look at the ratings again. <clears throat> but for now, I'm just going to answer some of the other questions you guys asked me. First one is to explain a corny ball. Now, there's two sides to this. One side is what a corny ball truly is. And one side and the other is what a couple of my friends like to think it is. And one side is definitely correct. And that is not this side of... Well, let's just explain it this way. A corny ball, I've just put together a few points here for me. It's built around short, quick passing where we players build from the back. Oh, I need I should point out that this is on football manager. So if you don't know what football manager is, it's an online simulation game where you are a football manager. Can't do a lot better than that to be honest. But a Connie ball is built around short quick passing and build up play from the back with very wide Attacking fullbacks, technically adept midfielders. There's always one defensive midfielder who drops deep. It's primarily, I primarily use a four-two-three-one. Um, I like highly, I like skilled wingers who can create out of nothing, and I like an all-round striker, who can do three things for me: one, get on the end of crosses; two hold up play, and three, create for himself. And that's really the basics of a ball. Oh, and it's a high-tempo style with a lot of high-pressing and winning ball back after possession loss. With measured, and I'm, I must add as well, it's about measured build-up from the back. And that's where this question has come from. The measured build-up from the back, because I don't play the, say, the invoke style that some people play, because they're unoriginal with that idea sometimes, they see it as boring, because some of my games could be low-scoring affairs, they think it's boring. But, you know, I've won leagues with it, so I'm not going to change it. I'm happy with it. It works for me. Another question is, when is Newcastle going to win the Premier League? I can't predict the future, but I don't see it happening in at le- for at least five years. Let's be honest. Um, I think what Newcastle have is a very promising project. Um, you've got rich owners. Money always helps in these conditions. You've got a good manager who can build the team. And who can shape the team in a particular style. And some of the signings you made have been really good. Um, 
Gormar's Isak, Van Butman, all these guys are 24 and under. And so probably looking at having them as the core of your team for the next decade or so. And that's the important bit, building up the core of your team. Ideally, the core of your team should be your keeper. You need a leader, preferably at centre-back. A leader of defence, preferably at centre-back. You want to have a very capable midfielder. And you want to have your striker who's going to get you, at this stage, probably 10 to 15 league goals a season. But you would want someone who's young enough, like Isak is, who can develop into a 20, 25 goals a season score and I think you guys have that you've got I don't know how old Pope is as a keeper but he's a solid option to have and anyway if you do find someone a lot younger Nick Pope isn't a bad second choice as second choice keepers go Um, the key here really is just to be patient and take things one step at a time. It's going to be a progression. Last season, at, there was a point where, before January, you guys were struggling. You were in the relegation zone, if I remember correctly. And then Gomez came in. Some of January signings came in and turned club around, brought feel good factor back. And that is the first step. Next step is your team's good enough to challenge for the top half of the league. So, for this season, probably next season, you should be focusing on just making sure you're in top 10. You're finishing top 10. And then from there, you build up. You start looking at top 7. And when I say you build up, you don't want to look at top 7 one season, top 4 the next one. It is. It will be a dream scenario, but you want to be realistic. Because there will be seasons where you... You drop off a little bit or where you just run parallel. And don't forget, there's other teams around you who are also trying to do the same thing. So you just want to cement yourself as in certain positions for two to three seasons that's a go and build from there. And that's how you develop a sustainable winning culture. You don't want to go too fast. I will point to the example of Leicester, for example. It's not a bad thing that they won Premier League. No doubt about that. There was an opportunity and they took it and kudos to them for doing so. But in doing that, I think they forgot about... I think in the following seasons, they kind of forgot what they were trying to do before the Premier League winning season. Because Leicester, before that season, they were... They weren't relegation club, but they were... Well, they weren't a bad team, but they were top 10, maybe hustle for Europa League, maybe, if they had a good season. And then they won the league, and suddenly it seemed like they were targeting Champions League finishes. or And they were he- investing heavily, not so much in transfer fees, but player wages. Some of the players they were buying, they were almost trying to replace the players they had rather than just trying to build focusing on the system and by that I mean they had a four four two system that was 
let's be honest, it's, it wasn't, it was a few years behind its time, the formation. And the style of play wasn't particularly developed. A lot of it was about bending deep and hitting long balls on the counter. If you remember the Leicester team that won the league, think about the back four. Danny Simpson, Wes Morgan, Robert Hood, Christian Fuchs. None of those guys was... They all had a great season that year, but none of those guys was really good enough. And midfield, they had Myers, Albrighton, can't remember, Drinkwater, Kante. Fair, fair enough, they, they had good guys in there. They had Vodia Kazaki up front. Myers and Kante left. So did, so did Drinkwater. And what Leicester did afterwards was, instead of adapting and creating a new system, they tried to replace those players, those individual stars directly. And by that, I mean, Kante left. How many players have Leicester signed trying to find the next Kante? They've got Nampalis Mendy and Marty. They've got several other guys. None of that. You're not going to find the next Kante. You've just got to find a way to build a system that works without him. Because Kante... The thing about Kante that so many people love is that he play, He basically is two players. His work rate is so high. You might as, he could do the job of two people as one. And what Leicester didn't do soon enough was they kept they stuck to the old formation. They kept trying to f- sign like-for-like players when they could. And I know part of this is also financial, but look at where they are now. They didn't develop on what they had before. They, I think the success got a bit to their heads. I would, ne- and I would never say it was a, it's a bad thing to win a league title because it's not something every club is going to get the opportunity to do. But it did, I would say it was worse for them. It did less for them in the years after that than, let's just say, it wasn't worth it for them in terms of how what's happened since then. But again, I just, just want to say winning the league is not easy. So again, kudos to that Leicester side. And back to Newcastle. My point here is really is, and this is, one of the reasons why I don't care about criticisms of Akoni Ball, by the way, because I did win a league title in Newcastle. You just got to be patient and develop players, develop, help your manager develop, and you just got to be patient. Stay patient, back these guys. Success will come if you are patient, hopefully. It doesn't always work out, but it is a process. And you've got to be able to follow the process and not jump, skip, try to skip steps. That is the key there. Do not skip steps in the process. And going on from that, I'm going to go on to the next question of why are United 
I'm not going to be as harsh as this person was with that question, but why are United not so good? That's from years and years of improper building, getting the wrong managers in, getting wrong personnel in, and not being patient when the time called for it. Regarding last week's loss to City, or last week's obliteration by City, I have to be honest, I wasn't so, I wasn't as upset as I would have been in previous years. Um, The United team is a work in progress. Like I said, you've got to be patient. Ten Hag has a project in mind. And this is just part of it. Sometimes there's stumbles. There's ups. And, there's always ups and downs as you build a team, and that was one of the downs. But I will point out two things. One, a lot coming off international break isn't always easy because you're away from your teammate for about two weeks. You're not training with your club teammates. You're probably training a different system for your. Inst- for international football. Some players a lot some players wouldn't have gone with their international teams, so they won't have played competitive football in a while. And don't forget before that, United also had two games postponed due to recent events in the UK, which meant there wasn't enough security for their games. So when you combine those things, United had played two games as a club in about three and a half, four weeks. And in all honesty, both weren't of the highest quality. It wasn't Premier League quality, it wasn't Premier League intensity. So and if you watch the first half of the United City game, the one thing you notice is that the players, especially midfielders, didn't look up to match fitness. They didn't look up to speed. It almost looked like they were overwhelmed. And sometimes that's what happens when you haven't got a lot of game time in your legs in recent, in past week or two. And next step, the other thing I've got to say is second half was better. Um, If you listen to a lot of professional footballers or ex-professional footballers, if you listen to football managers, one thing they always say after a first half like the one we had is to go out and is to find the positives. So can you go out, can you win the second half? Can you show some spirit? Can you show some fight? And last week, the United team did that. That is something, remember the Brentford game? There was no fight in the second half. Games like that last year, even the City 4-0, 4-1 last year, where they just passed us out the park. Second half, there was no fight, no effort. This time, this time around, I think you could see you know, I still wanted to give some, give put something, get something out of the game. Even if it's just a goal, two goals. I mean, we did win the second half, 3-2. So that's a positive they can take home with them. And they've rebounded fairly well. Today we beat Everton 2-1. Everton, coming into this game, had the best defensive record in the league. 
think it was seven conceded in eight games or something. So that's a pretty good result. And first half was probably the best first half we've had under Ten Hag, or the best half of football we've had under Ten Hag. So, again, progress is being made. There's signs that things are better than they were before. We aren't going to be City's level probably for at least two years, if I'm being honest. But it is about building in the right direction. You can look at Arsenal today. They beat Liverpool. Liverpool, in the past five, ten years, have been a pain in Arsenal's side. But this is an Arsenal team under Arteta that for the last few years they've been building. Remember there were times last year where they seemed to throw games away because of youth and naivety. And this year, it's different. They seem to be building up. They seem to be resilient. They keep fighting on. They went ahead three different times today against Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool equalised twice. And Arsenal never gave up. In fact, after Arsenal scored the third goal, they looked more likely to score again than Liverpool did. And that's the kind of progress I'm talking about. They kept built. They've built. Arteta has built that team to be what he wants it to be for the last two and a half years or so, and he's been given time to do it. He's been backed by club players and fans alike, and he's been allowed to to make his mistakes. Like the game against United, Arsenal was a better team, but what really threw that game? was when he, I don't want to say panicked, but he made an ill-advised decision to make three substitutions at once. And that upset the stability of the team and structure of the Arsenal team, which is what allowed United to pull away. And things like that, he made those errors. But guess what? Players, fans, everyone kept backing him. And since then, they've kept winning all their games. So, it's a Newcastle fan asking the question, be patient with your team. It might not be happening in the next few years, but you can hope there's hope. And if you guys can keep progressing at the, in the way you are right now, there is probably a title somewhere down the line. Hopefully within the next decade. And it's a short, it's been, this is a short episode. Thank you very much for your questions. If you have any more questions, you know how to, you know how to reach me. Or you could send it to me on my Insta page at Yanfiz. Or there's an Elion Censored Podcast Instagram page now. And the username is exactly that. LA Uncensored Podcast. So you could so signing off. Have a good evening. Have a good week. And see speak to you on next week.